Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome back to our Superhero Accountants Club this morning. Uh, some of us uh, we can see, so hi, guys. Um, we're back after after a week's break, and actually it, it um, gave me a bit of more thinking space. And I'm so grateful for all the experiences that we had so far, and thank you to, to all the guests who... Uh, participated greatly. Um, this topic, accountant or entrepreneur, uh, there is so much about it around and kind of, let's say there is discussion going on. What what should we be? Uh, should we be both? Uh, should we be one more than the other? Um, to be honest, uh, I probably don't have that completely answered myself. I do believe that there needs to be a bit of bit, there needs to be a lot of business mindset in the accountant. But where where is the balance? Where it's, I think there is a danger focusing on making money. But sometimes making money doesn't mean maybe to do what is in the best interest of client. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just putting it out there. Um, so I think it it is a difficult one to balance. And then if it's that important to have the entrepreneurial mindset, I'm thinking why when we study in, should it be maybe more emphasized? Should should it be more kind of put there up front? Because probably not many accountants when they start or they will, oh, I want to start my business. They they just think, you know, I'm going to do bookkeeping, I'm going to do accounts, I'm going to do tax return. Yes, they want to make money because it's going to be their business, but it's not probably at their forefront. Um, but, you know, they, they, they need to survive as any other business. So this is quite, I think, intriguing one in, in terms of the balance to get it right. Um, so I'm going to um, start with Linda this morning. Good afternoon to you, Linda. Um, what is your take on it? So first, if we can kind of start in to unwrap, is it accountant or entrepreneur or both? And if so, why? Thanks, Eva. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, depending on where you're tuning in from. Uh, it's a great question, Eva, and I think, to my mind, it's a little bit of both. And I think what you were just talking about is that it uh, is all about getting the right balance. So I think that as accountants, we are certainly trained to be an accountant, to know all the technical aspects of what we do, to know, let's put it, I call it the mechanics of business. I think we understand that very, very well. And often what can happen is that then we find ourselves in our own businesses and we reflect this, our clients reflect this as well. We see people come into business because they are good at what they do and they want to replicate that to make money for themselves or to have some flexibility or what they see flexibility uh, is in business. Now, most of us know when we do go into business, flexibility goes out the window as a business owner. Uh, but we do have that opportunity to be able to build on that. Uh, accountants are no different. 
I think we start with that accountant mindset or that technician mindset. We go into business and then we realise there's a whole other skill set that we need to have. And so it's about getting the balance. And I think what you were saying about making money versus client interest, it, it comes back to what I suppose you define entrepreneur or entrepreneurial skill around. To my mind, entrepreneur is, is understanding instead of perhaps just the mechanics of business, the art of business. What is the art of business? It involves much more than doing what you do to produce money. Going back again to that point, I think that I've never met an accountant that goes into business or goes into accounting really as their first driving motivator to make money. We are there because we want to help people. We want to just, we're service professionals. We have this amazing skill and we want to use those skills to help people. So whilst it is important to make money as a business owner and we've got to pay our bills, we've got to pay our staff and pay us, hopefully, that's very important. Uh, I don't think that's a driving motivator. So I think for the accounting profession, I don't think we'll ever have that trouble ever in my mind. Uh, I think we're, we really have, we could probably have a little bit more of that mindset sometimes. Uh, but no, I think our first motivation is always about helping people. So should it be one or the other? No, I think it should be a little bit of both. And because I think the reason is that uh, it will serve us better. We need the art of business uh, and what that looks like to really have a successful business to connect with our purpose, to allow us to help people and to go on to help more people and uh, more clients and for us not to burn out really. You know, we're seeing a lot in the industry of people just being overwhelmed, overworked, legislation gets thrown at us every other day and particularly in these very unsettling times. It's very difficult, you know, to keep up with all of that and that churn and burn going on in the industry. So I, I do think that, you know, if we can find that balance between the mechanics of business or the technical aspect of what we do with the art of business and knowing what that is, I think we would, uh, we would do much better for ourselves and uh, for the people around us and ultimately our clients ever. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. About, but I think it did. <laughs> no, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. I think it was spot on. So we're going to elaborate on the balance a little bit later, but I'm going to now ask Aaron. So Aaron, you have your own firm. So going back, if, if you can talk us since when you started and what intentions did you go into business with? Um, what was your perception, assumptions, and then how was it proved or what what was the end result did you did you have any kind of thoughts or assumptions when you started when as you as you were in your business you thought okay i need to change this this needs to be different how was this journey for you and what are you yeah, I think it's a great, great question. And also, I completely agree with what Linda says, especially the bit that resonates in most is why we become accountants. We become accountants to help. And we talk about that a lot on this channel and a lot on, on 
on throughout the topics that we brought up is how we as accountants we love helping um, and I think that's my kind of driving force as to why I chose to not just become an accountant but also that entrepreneur as well and start my own practice and start my own business and kind of go down that route because prior to that yes I was an accountant and I enjoyed being an accountant I kind of fell into it as a profession and I think a lot of accountants will probably fall into it. it's not it's not normally something that people would, would ultimately, you know, choose out to become. But you, you kind of, one way or another, you fall into profession, you go through your, your education, you go through and get your, your professional skills. And then at some point, you you know, you, you think to yourself that accounting is for you and you think about your long-term career aspects. And for me, the reason I chose to start my own practice and I chose to go out and kind of go down the entrepreneur route as well is because... I, I loved when when I was working as in a firm. I loved helping the clients, and I always felt like I could only help them so far. I was only being able to push as much as my knowledge as I could, and you know, I, I felt a little bit, um, you know, held back, if you like. And it wasn't until I took that step to starting my own business and understanding exactly all the pitfalls that that, that, that clients can go through and what they've been through and where they're going and, and see kind of all the same conversations that I was having with clients, but actually much more real and much more, mm-hmm. you know, um, important at that point because it was about make or break for my business. And I felt that that was helping me become a better um, business advisor in the long term because it was giving me more skills and more um, elements and stories to talk about. And when I'm talking to clients now, it's not just being able to go, you know, have you thought about your SEO? I've, I, you know, I can actually have a conversation about how SEO has just been so important to us and, and, and having those conversations about why they're important, what it's done to our practice, what it could do to their business, I think makes it a lot more of a, of a real conversation and get more rounded kind of business advice as well. Um, and I also think like the term entrepreneur, we're asking what, you know, are we accountant or are we entrepreneur? Well, we've got to be an accountant to be in the profession. And, and as Linda brilliantly said, it's all about knowing all those technical skills and finding that balance. But I also think entrepreneur to me is that ability to adapt. Um, and I think as accountants now, we're having to adapt more than ever. There's so many changes coming our way. There has been so many changes because of COVID and because of the pandemic. Um, and I think if we weren't entrepreneurs, then as a profession, we would have really struggled, you know, much more than we have done in terms of being able to support our clients and keep our clients going. You know, little things like overnight having to learn what furlough actually means and how that's going to work and how we're going to incorporate that into our services. And, and you know, if we weren't entrepreneurs and, and constantly thinking about adapting and changing and having those options to um, move on and move our practice forward... And I don't think we would we would have been able to help our clients as much as we can, and we wouldn't have been able to keep as many clients going and keep as many clients, you know, um, being able to, to to fight through the pandemic. And I think that's a really brilliant aspect of of being an accountant these days is that ability to adapt and ability of needing to adapt. Um, I think your clients would love to see that as well because they're having to adapt and they're having to. Um, you know, change the way that they're doing business lately. And if they can see that their accountant's doing exactly the same, that must breed confidence that, that that's, you know, they're going in the right place for that. So I think we are, you know, the, the reason that I became an accountant was because I love that whole entrepreneurialism and 
being able to, to, to do that. And I think clients like to see that from their account and they want to, you know, they want to feel like a safe pair of hands that they can, that they can trust. And we, you know, it's that walk the walk is not, not, mm-hmm. not just being able to talk the talk sort of idea. So two things that stood out for me, it's really being relatable and being adaptable, uh, which I, I would agree with you uh, entirely on that. Louise, kind of, I'm intrigued to hear from your perspective because you are working with the accountants and so far what uh, Linda and Aaron said, how does it sit um, with your experience and... If you look overall, obviously I'm going to talk probably predominantly now with the, in terms of the UK accountants. Um, what's your view? Where are we as, as an accountancy profession? Are we still, is there still a lot of work to be done for us to develop more entrepreneurial mindsets? Or are we there? What, what is your take on it? It was interesting, Erin, there, what you said, kind of like leading by example, because I think it's very different for different firms. I've seen um, firms kind of adapt to more of that entrepreneurial side and and advising clients on business um, and, you know, sharing their experiences of of them running their own businesses and accountancy and, and how they, you know, how they market it, how they... Um, attract clients, how they engage, how they've introduced social media, and sharing that with clients to be able to show that it's coming from a, you know a voice of experience of we have evidence this works. Um, but I've also seen kind of firms where it, it is such a big jump to be able to to move in that area that they've not necessarily resisted, but I think they've kind of been very regimented I guess in, in their approach and you know and I there are still firms that believe clients are loyal to them because of the number of years that they've had engagements with them um, and when you know I've asked them how you know of that over the years and the engagements you've had how many interactions have you had what's the value you've offered and in a lot of cases it was well, we, we have once a year and we do their books, and they're very happy. Um, and it was the, the value gap there that I noticed in some firms that I still quite hadn't landed. Um, I am pleased to say, the more firms now that I, I speak to and, and have meetings with, there is definitely a shift. But I think what the accountancy industry is going through is similar to, really, I guess, what all businesses or all entrepreneurs that start up business go through, in the fact of they will have a vision, they will have an area of skill sets that they are very good at, and that's why they've gone into that professional set of that business. They also then have to adapt to not only being creative and, and having that business vision and, and doing the marketing, they've also got to do the finance side. So they engage them with the accountancy firms to help kind of merge that finance side and that entrepreneurial side of their business to make it work. Accountants are the same, you know, they're very good at what they do, it's a skill set and I think having that or having a mentor or support that can merge the two of that entrepreneurial and accountancy for accountants I think and I have seen work very well. Um, I, I still think it's a it's a big transition for a lot of firms to go from 
what their skills at, what they've been trained at, to suddenly really, in some cases, flip it without kind of that coaching, that mentoring, that training. So I do, I do think the importance of, of making that journey is, is having um, a mentor or some kind of, of support system. So I know there's lots of, you know, lots of coaches out there. Linda, I know, um, Della, who's normally part of the, the group, Aaron, yourself. But I do think that's actually really, for me, what I've seen is the key for kind of turning the dial um, on that on that transition. I don't know, Aaron, Linda, if, if, if you agree, if you've seen something, something different. No, not at all. And I wanted to pick up, I heard in what Aaron said as well, Louise, about being relatable and sharing the journey or having a chat about ECO and how that worked for him and, and you know, what that is. And I think uh, certainly in the past, as a profession, we've not been encouraged to share. I, I think somewhere along the line, I don't know whether it's been the industry or it's us or it's just how it's evolved, we've ended up on this business pedestal. And I think then that we really feel the pressure of having to know everything about business. We are looked to as the trusted advisor to have the answers, to be a bit of a know-it-all, you know, to know everything. And we don't. We are business owners on this journey just like anybody else. And I think if uh, I'm always encouraging those around me and anybody that's listening to me to share their story, to share their journey, the good, the bad and the ugly because that makes you very relatable to your client. And I think there's a fear of being uh, looked down upon that perhaps we're not being professional, whatever that is. Uh, I don't think a client would ever look at you like that for sharing about your business journey and being very relatable to them, whether that's staffing issues or growth issues or, you know, all of the things, marketing issues. I mean, accounting and marketing, wow, that, that's a whole other topic. And, you know, so I think it's really important that we, if we can get over that hump and make that transition, that then leads us very well into this whole area of what we've been talking about with delivering advisory because the client needs to feel understood that they can relate to you, that you're just not this know-it-all, not that we know-it-alls, but you know what I mean, that we, we have all this information sitting up on this pedestal and that will never be wrong with this all-knowing authority uh, when we're not. Uh, so relatability, I think, is a really important thing and, and we worry about not maybe knowing the answers or, like I said, looking professional. But as accountants, if we go back to being an accountant, we will always know more than our client, always, uh, because that's our skill, that's what we know. But perhaps as an entrepreneur, we can go on the journey with them as well. So perhaps getting that balance between the two. Uh, so relatability, I think, is really, really important if we want to take this uh, profession into the future. Yeah, I, think, I think you're absolutely spot on that. And, and I think one of the things that um, I, would, I would just kind of add to that as well is that definitely we're, you know, we've got to have that danger of, of being on that pedestal and kind of making sure that we're not, you know, over kind of selling ourselves, if you like, in terms of kind of our own knowledge. Because you're right, no one's going to know every little aspect of it. No one will ever, you know, be the, the, the pinnacle who knows every single thing. One of the advantages that we do have as an accountant is that 
we're hearing stories every single day. We're talking to clients every single day. So although we may not have walked that particular walk, we will more than likely have had a client that has walked that particular walk. And I think that's a big change, certainly in my, my profession, in my practice, and with the people, that the, the other practice managers that I'm working with and kind of, um, and, and we're kind of talking a lot with, is there's a lot more not just sharing of our own business knowledge and not just sharing how that's, how that's going, but also, you know, trying to see our clients as more of a community as, as much as a, a client base and having that ability to go, oh, you know, that, that is exactly what my other client um, did, you know, keeping confidentiality and everything else, but using the story of what the other client did to try and help that client and if needed, trying to get those two to talk to each other and, and, and share things. And I think that's a big shift in, in what, what we did. I think we were very much guarded about, you know, telling other people and, and telling too much away. But I think we are open up as a profession now, and I think that's for the good of the client. I think hopefully from that, we can start really giving the opportunity for the clients to really thrive under under everything that we're, we're providing for them. I do agree with that. I think um, the the kind of accountancy profession has been in in some way almost like institutionalized. That I'm trying to say the word correctly, um, and I do remember my beginnings when I uh, went into the practice. It's almost like this is Mr. Accountant, and everybody like, oh, Mr. Accountant. So yeah. It's uh, and I, I do agree. I think that automatically creates the block between the client and the accountant because they're not being authentic, they're not being themselves, and then the, the client kind of there is a barrier there uh, immediately. So there is something then. I think kind of the later generation, that's not why they go into accountancy. So they don't see themselves as, as, as this person on the pedestal, which is, which is good, which is great. Uh, but I still think, um, hearing and kind of speaking to the accountants that we still need to do a lot of work on developing those, can I call them maybe soft skills? To, to kind of be more approachable, more authentic. Um, yes, and nobody knows everything. If somebody says they know everything, it's, it's just not true. And to be honest, accountancy is such a wide profession. You cannot be good in every single thing. So that's why we, we specialize. That's why we have departments that, that specialize. So we are good at that one thing. So again, um, no, nobody knows everything. Thinking about this and going forward, one thing that kind of when I'm reading about entrepreneurship and what accountants are doing, and I'd like to hear your opinion, guys. Entrepreneur naturally is bound to take risks, sometimes very big risks. You know, that's kind of it's the one of the features of, of, of businessman, businesswoman or entrepreneur. How does this sit with you guys as being accountant and wanting to be entrepreneur? Because to me, it's like, oh, no, we are too cautious. We know our numbers, you know, barriers. Okay, this is, this is how far we should go, not taking the risks. So 
it, it, this is kind of conflicting in my head. So, okay, but how how healthy, how, how far should I take risk? And it's different if I take risk for myself. But should I be taking my client to take risks? Do you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit, I don't have it clear still in my head. I see Linda, you smiling. So what, what do you think? <laughs> um, so I've actually done, you know, a, a quite a bit of research into the, the profile of, a, of an accountant and not putting anybody in boxes, but we do certainly have, you know, the same strengths and, and attributes that, that we bring and the, pe- the people that are attracted to the industry, we do tend to have this low risk profile. It is what makes us amazing at what we do, perfectly set up for what we do, and and I call it the low-risk crusader, which is the third superpower in my five superpowers for accountants. So we're out there crusading for low risk um, because, you know, in what we do, it's extremely important. You know, nobody wants a financial advisor jumping around, doing crazy things and offbeat things and changing their mind every second of the day uh, and taking huge so in that sense, that's why that's very good. When it comes to that entrepreneurial mindset and perhaps for our own business and taking risk, uh, because, and again, it's not that everybody uh, is put in boxes or anything, it's that simply realising the fact that even though it may not be our natural instinct to do something or to take risk, uh, we can do whatever we want to do. All we've got to do is to find the motivation or the passion to do that. And I think as accountants, connect to uh, connect to your purpose. And whether that is building an amazing business uh, for you and your family and for looking after your family or whether that's for being able to help more clients, employ more people, uh, be able to change the world in some respect, whatever that purpose is, connect to that and that will give you a little more confidence and assurance go you know what if I want to achieve that I'm just going to stick my toe in the water just a little bit more and I'm going to have a go I'll have a go you know we'll see what happens but I think what Louise said before too with that if that's what you're wanting to do having somebody around you that's helping you mentor or coach or you know help you with those sorts of results because it just simply is not our natural instinct to take risk. But I think if we can connect to a purpose, then we can do anything we want to do. You know, that's what it really comes back to. Thanks, Linda. Um, Aaron, are you a risk taker? <laughs> yes, I think, I think the phrase we would use, instead of being a risk taker, we would say calculated risk. And we always use calculated risk as our, as our get-out-of-jail-free card, really. Um, because... I think I think Linda's right in terms of kind of putting us in those um, in those boxes, and I think we're, we're forced in those boxes for, for for a reason or for, for a few reasons. And I think one of those main reasons is our, our profession, accounting bodies. They, you know, they are very much and, and rightly so. It's a case of for you to be an accountant, you have to have you know your qualifications and you have, your business has to be sold. And there's a lot of reasons why um, you know as an accountant you'd be a bit more. Uh, risk adverse, if you like, because what we don't want to do is put too much, uh, too much eggs into one basket and end up losing our uh, qualification or anything. So there are there are kind of those 
um, element where we've got to be a little bit more cautious. But saying that, I think we have a good calculated risk. Um, and I think, you know, we've seen a lot of practices do this lately. And I think there are more of those calculated risks being made. Um, trying new new business opportunities, trying to, um, you know, look at different types of clients they may not have looked at before. There's, I think there is kind of that opportunity now. And, and with the fact that social media and, and, and everything else that we're doing is, is expanding our horizons in terms of the types of clients that we're getting in front of, I think we have to be that little bit more risky and take on those clients we may not have taken on before. Um, maybe, again, of a niche type of client or maybe a type of client that we felt was unattainable before but we are you know we're having to adapt our business and our practices to work with these type of clients and these different ways in which we we do work with clients so we are kind of taking those risks and we are looking at at things in in a whole different way than we had done before um i think when it comes to us advising clients, one of the things that I always kind of, um, one of the previous videos I did was, um, you know, uh, 10 ways why accountants make great business advisors. And one of the reasons that I kind of said that, you know, we do make good business advisors because when we sit down and we, we have those conversations with clients and we're talking about business plans or business opportunities and we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, encourage those clients to maybe take a risk here or take a, a risk there. And again, it is a calculated risk because one of the advantages we have when we do, you know, talk to clients and have those conversations with them is that we see the whole picture. Um, one of the few advisors on the planet when, when you talk to a client who can not only talk about, you know, taking this particular, taking your business in a particular thing, maybe this, you know, maybe start selling online, for example. Um, not only can we talk to them about the advantages of selling online and maybe a route to market and we can kind of go through those sort of conversations or put them in contact with people who can really help them optimize their their, their, their online sales growth and everything else. But also we can see that from a numbers point of view, you know, they can afford to do that or, you know, they would be able to take on the extra admin staff mm-hmm. and, and we have that insight as well. So, you know, we are we are asking our clients to take risks from time to time and we are talking to them about risk and calculated risk, but it but it is calculated because we can see the whole picture. So, you know, I think I think from our point of view, um, being an entrepreneur like this is it's all about being adaptable and taking those risks. But I think accountants are a safe pair of hands to talk about risk because we we you know, we won't we won't risk our profession or our a qualification for it so we're always thinking about that calculated risk going forward so yeah I, I think we are you know we're in a good place to, to talk about risks and, and to try and encourage maybe businesses to, to take the right risk at the right time I, I, oh and I really like that about that calculated risk because I think it is I think as a profession cautious and, and certainly me being in the profession speaking to accountants I kind of have I'm you know, I, I, introverted i i'm not risk averse but i am you know my when i make a decision there's definitely evidence at the back in the background to kind of evidence or data to kind of back up the decision or my thought process of why i've made a decision and i think as an accountant i think you really aid businesses with that to be able to give them um information and rationale behind why you're advising and kind of that reassurance of this is the right decision based on 
X, Y, and Z, or, you know, you can afford it based on X, Y, and Z. And I think that in itself is, is really valuable because decisions made from the gut or decisions made sometimes without the the data or the evidence behind it are quite scary, and especially, I think, for businesses that are, are set up. So, again, it's, it's being able to do that and demonstrate how, as a business, yourselves make decisions. I also think, like I said, it, it layers in, it keeps laying into that relatability. Yeah, I agree. Love calculated risks. Absolutely love that love that phrase. Um, yes, and and we are we are number driven, data driven kind of. So yeah, to find the right balance there, um, it, yeah, it, I think it's a little bit tricky. Looking back at your journey, guys, and I would say you you have this mastered um, so far. Uh, when when I when I look at you, what would you say to anyone who um, wants to start accountancy business or is already in in the business as as accountant, um, but they are struggling? They kind of this thought of uh, being a business person. Um, it's not sitting with them and because of that uh, they're struggling what would you say uh, what what they should do what they should develop or maybe would you say go get coached or what 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 help there is available for for those kind of people Linda I think uh, there's a lot of help out there. I think we've just got to go out and ask for it. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw a recent post of James Ashford's about uh, his pizza making in lockdown and uh, refusing to ask his neighbour about how to help with the pizza because he was a man with fire and he wasn't going to ask another man how to cook on fire. And he related that you know, to accountants asking for help. And again, I think it comes back to that being on that pedestal a bit again. We think we have to be right. We have to have the answers. Uh, or everyone will think I'm silly if I go and ask for help. Um, that's not the case at all. I think you're the smartest person in the room going and asking for help or collaborating with somebody. So there are joining in groups and forums like this. I think just listening to what other people are talking about. Uh, we, again, one of the other superpowers I say accountants have is the love of learning. We love to learn. We want to fill our brains with information. So go and learn. Not accounting. Go learn entrepreneurial, the art of business, a whole lot of other skills that may just, uh, you know, read stories about great business people and successful business people what they do, how they feel about the world, how they put that into action, their attitudes, their mindsets. So I would say educate ourselves first because we're going to feel quite comfortable doing that. Then when you've educated yourself, go out and talk to some others, ask some questions. And, of course, if you feel it's the right course for you, there are certainly uh, many opportunities around mentorship, you know, in a lot of uh, our... Our professional associations have mentorships that are available, so perhaps we could access some of those. 
Uh, and then, of course, you have, you know, paid professionals uh, like myself and many others in the industry that are there to coach and to guide and uh, to help you get those results. So I think there's plenty of help out there ever uh, if we're just uh, not going to st get stuck with the man and the fire and actually ask <laughs> for help. Uh, I absolutely love that post. I giggled my head off. It was funny. Um, but it was a great analogy. I think we just need to ask for more help. Mm. Agree totally. Yes, uh, James's analogy was was great. Um, agree with you on that, Aaron. What what do you think? Do you agree with Linda? Do you echo what she's saying? Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I also think one of the good things that um, that that is available at the moment is there are so many different accounting practices out there, and so many different flavours of the way that accountants are dealing with their clients and, and offering support and, and being their own individual firm, that there isn't a better time, in my opinion, for um, practices to go out there and, you know, be what they want to be. If they want to be that local accountant that, you know, only deals with certain type of clients, and there will be enough or there should be enough kind of appetite out there for that. But if they want to be an online accountant that, that offers solutions on, on one piece of software and that's what they they that they're comfortable with and that's where they can like start start their journey one, then again there'll be enough appetite out there. It, it it's a really good time for accountants to have that kind of opportunity to to try their own spin on things. Um, I'm, I'm really lucky that I'm part of the ICAW Small Practice Commission um, board. Uh, so we, we talk to a lot of small practices about, you know, how they're how they're kind of um, how they're dealing with, with with everything that's going on and how we can support them and from from an institute point of view. And every single one of those practices is completely different. I bet Louise can, can definitely vouch for this in terms of her role and, and what she does. But every single accounting firm is so different and so diverse nowadays that. You know, if you've got an idea and 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 you you know you want to try it, then you'll probably find there's someone else who's who's got a similar sort of story and a similar sort of journey, and you can you know you can learn together and go from that. And you know, I've I've certainly found that myself. You know, with communities like this, with communities like the you know, Asset Expert on QuickBooks, you know, there's so many now ways in which we we have the opportunity to talk and and budget. And even tomorrow, um, for the first time, I'm going to go see. Um, a friend of mine, um, account, Rachel from Accountancy, and we, we've never actually met in person, yet we feel like we know each other already because we're always talking on one platform or another and we're always giving ideas and helping our practices. And, and, and I think there is a lot of a lot of benefit from that talking to each other and communicating with, with, other, with others. And, you know, you'll find your own niche and you'll find your own way of being able to build your practice and, 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 and something you'll enjoy about your accountancy world. Because... You, you became an accountant because you're like helping others, but also you've chosen your particular accountancy path. As, as we've said already on this show, is you know there's so many different types of accountants out there and different specialisms out there and everything else. So you know if you really enjoy one aspect and you you know you become an expert in that field, then why not build a practice around it? There's going to be people who are going to need those skills, and there's going to be people who want to work with that and want to work with you and, and everything else. So yeah, I think. Now is the best time possible to be able to, you know, find what what you really enjoy and be able to build a practice around that. 
And ever, I'd just say too, for anybody considering, you know, wanting to build a business in accounting, again, just reiterating what Aaron was saying, now is the perfect time. Barriers to business are so low right now, you know, that you can do whatever you want to do. And I think, again, if we take, you know, a little bit of a conversation from before, educate ourselves, take a calculated risk, and connect to your purpose and go for it because I, I think uh, everyone should have a go at that if that's what you aspire to. That's very good, yes, agree. You, you summed it up very well, uh, Linda, actually. So for me, what you guys saying, and I think it's important, and that's why I love this forum, that that sense of kind of belonging and wanting to help and share because there is room for for everyone really and if if we support each other we we can grow together as well so I, I am a great believer in that um and looking back when i'm looking um, at the practice uh, even where i worked um even the client perception of the accountants uh started to change and probably kind of younger generation of clients who were naturally drawn more to the accountants who started to think a little bit differently and and showed their that business entrepreneurial mindset because the word again we, we mentioned before they were much more relatable to them, and I think that is that is so important. Even because you go in um, with your client, you're going into into a business relationship, but that business relationship has has to have trust and, and confidence in the in the other person. And there is still there are still accountants who probably and maybe they don't want to change, and that's okay. Um, and, you know, they 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 might fit. Uh, to, to, to certain type of clients. And yes, I do agree, there are almost no barriers um, to, to starting a business. But we have to be mindful, because uh, what I see as well, um, I see those fast online bookkeeper courses or, uh, you know, like very, um, I actually reacted on, on one of the posts, because they basically said to people, that you can become bookkeeper overnight, which, uh, as you, as you, as you, I'm sure agree, it's uh, it's much difficult, much more difficult than that. So we we need to be mindful of that. So kind of reversing or flipping the coin. It's it's not enough if you just want to have a business, but you don't have the, the qualification and the experience is still very important I think um, if you would have prospective client that would be looking for the accountant what would you say and this is probably this is a tricky one but what are the signs because accountants as a businessman they can sell themselves very well okay if they have a great marketing for example but they might not be a good accountant. <laughs> Do you know what I'm getting at? What What are the signs, what are the features, attributes of a good entrepreneur accountant? 
how how do we recognize those? Because some people can talk the talk for forever, but when it comes to it, um, they can't do the job. Is this is a it is a difficult one, but I would be really keen because I do see, you know, people, some people, on the, especially on the social media, um, you would see, you know, they, they portray themselves very well. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are good. Linda, what do you think? Mm. Wow, now this is a curly one, uh, Eva. Thank you so much for this question. Crikey. Uh, so I think they just need to do their homework too. I think it's fine to see the marketing and perhaps you may be attracted to that, whether that's on social media, the websites. Uh, but for the most part, we see very similar things on accountants' websites. They all do certain things. And um, I think you need to go in to that first meeting, uh, working out what's important to you. Is communication important to you? Is technical knowledge important to you? Is And just to, to have some questions around that to actually ask and to see how they can answer that and actually perform while you're there. You know, it's not just the marketers or the social media or, or that side of things coming out. It's who they really are. And uh, I love the question, uh, what can you do for me that another accountant can't? Now, that's going to floor about 99% of accountants, you know, and the ones that recover the quickest, you know, uh, will be the ones that, you know, really might be able to help you. And I think if they've got, they can answer with, with we have systems and processes for, you know, helping to understand your business, where you want to go and what you want to achieve, something along those lines, that entrepreneurial type aspect to business, uh, then I think you're on a winner. Uh, but, um, yeah, maybe it's uh, putting the power into the, the business owner's hands and asking an accountant that question and just see how they respond. It'll be a tricky one for them too. So anybody that's listening, craft an answer to that question because, uh, you know, you don't want to be put on a spot. I've, I've had a client uh, just for the last uh, month have two new clients come in, ask exactly the same question, and um, she rang me up and said, Linda, are you planting these people in my offices? It's like, no, I'm not doing that. But clearly the market is out there looking for something different, and they are, and they're looking for somebody to relate to. They're looking for somebody who's going to be honest with them, and I think, you know, most of us are honest, but are we going to be uh, open and honest in that, in that relatable way? So, yes, of course, we have to be a good accountant, and we have to be technically adept at doing what we do. Uh, marketing is not going to show that. So I think you need to go in and talk to the accountant themselves and maybe talk to some of their other clients. Do your homework is what I'd say. Uh, yeah. Thank you. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, I think, I think um, like Linda said, it's a really good question, isn't it? And so for some reason it's been popping up quite a bit at the moment in terms of um, the whole idea of what it takes to be a bookkeeper or an accountant and what's the difference between the two. And um, we, we, we seem to have in this conversation a lot um, in the different groups that I'm in and everything else. And I think there's just this, I don't know if it's fear, but there's just this underlying um, awareness needs to be made of actually what is what does it take to be a bookkeeper? What does it take to be an accountant? Because um, we're in a very 
kind of peculiar p- profession where, yes, we have our ICAWs and all our other accountancy model, m- bodies out there, but there's no 100% regulation to saying that you're an accountant or saying that you're a bookkeeper. So you're right, you do, you know, clients and, and people who are looking for accountants do need to be aware of that and do need to kind of do exactly what Linda says and, and get ready to ask those questions and be able to kind of put them out there. But I also, I think, kind of talking about some of the other topics we've covered on, on here on, on in the past of the Clubhouse um, uh, conversations, we've, we've talked a lot about how at the moment we we're trying to build trust, and, and that's what ultimately the question's all about, isn't it? We, we we want to make sure that that potential new client has trust in what we're trying to sell them and who we are and what we can bring to the table. Um, and we've talked a lot about how the way that we as accountants and bookkeepers now build that trust and how we uh, develop that, that, that relationship with clients is, is evolving all the time. And a lot of it is now about your online presence and online kind of contributions and talking on, on, on platforms like this and YouTube and Instagram and all the other social platforms are out there. And we're encouraged now to put ourselves out there as much as we possibly can to try and build that trust. So I think clients should be utilizing that and using that as a platform to to, 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 you know, understand if that accountant or that bookkeeper is right for them because they should be able to do a, a Google or, a, or however they're going to find that particular particular um, professional and they should be able to do some due diligence, due diligence based on what content is already out there. Um, and I think that's a really positive as well. It, it's obviously a, a big thing for us as the profession to, as the professional to, you know, make sure that only the right stuff's out there and we're, we're putting our best foot forward. But that's a good thing because that's that's giving us credibility, that's giving us accountability as well in terms of what it is we, we know. Because, you know, I, I, you know I, I could say I'm a great accountant for a particular type of client, but I'm probably not the best accountant for another type of client. You know, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, and I will openly say that on my social channels. And I'm, you know, because... I want to find the clients that I can help the most. There's, you know, there's no point in me taking on every single client out there that, that wants, uh, you know, that, that comes knocking at my door because I'm I'm better off finding those clients that I can work with the best and I can help the best. And I think, you know, putting putting my kind of strength and weaknesses out for the world to see is only a positive thing because that means that, you know, we're attracting the clients that we know we can help the best and. We're, and we can go from there. So I think, you know, you've never had a better time in terms of doing your due diligence. I think you've just got to, you've got to just go out there and do it. And, and I think, you know, you'll find an accountant that's right for you and a good fit for you. So I was trying to unmute myself. That's very interesting. Um, actually, you you answered both of you it even better than I thought it's possible. So thank you so much. But what, also, what it tells me, and this goes, this is going to probably our previous talks as well. How many hats do we have to wear as the accountants who are running a business? Um, it really can be overwhelming. So you, 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 you're trying to be accountant, so you need to be very good in terms of the knowledge and everything. You need to be good at marketing potentially, yeah, if if you want to go go out there. You need all those soft skills. You need to, to be able to take calculated risks. So it, it's, 
it almost seems like it can become overwhelming and it's probably not for everyone. Um, so probably going going to close on that note with the last question. Accountant who doesn't feel that they want to run the business, their practice themselves, so they are employed in a practice, can they still have this entrepreneurial mindset, this relatability uh, to the business? Can they still be, in your view, credible enough for the client? What do you think, Linda? Absolutely, 100%. And uh, the reason being is I don't think you necessarily have to have a business for yourself. But I always liked, I've always called myself a student of business. And as an accountant, you see many, many, many businesses. And I know in my career, it's, it's thousands that I would have, thousands and tens of thousands that I would have worked with over the years. And you start to, just because of our great analysis brains, we start to see the patterns and what works and the stories that Aaron was talking about before and, you know, being able to relate, well, this happened for one client, why don't we try it with you? Because I reckon that's about the same thing. And so absolutely you can be relatable. It's not necessarily owning your own business, but being interested in business, being interested in being, uh, understanding that entrepreneurial skill set, learning from others and using that to relate. So yes, 100%, absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think Linda's absolutely spot on there. And, and I think from my point of view, as I said at the beginning, when, when I kind of told my, told my story, it was, you know, I didn't feel like I was being able to give my best advice. I didn't feel like I was being able to. But I think that was just because it was just a sign of the times. And I think I I was from a very, very, very traditional accountancy firm where it was a case of, you know, my my role was to sit there and to compile the statutory requirements and pass them on to the partners. And then they would do the talking to the clients and then be there. It's changed and, and for the better. And... And, and yes, there are still going to be accountancy firms out there that, that kind of adopt that model, but they are then they're not the norm anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you are in that kind of position, Linda's right, you are still learning and you're still going to get that that knowledge to be able to help them. But I think you know you've just got to fight your corner in terms of being able to talk to clients more maybe and then have that opportunity. Because I think I took those those learnings from what my upbringing of as an accountant was and what my early career was and how I felt like it was um, kind of being being seen as and now I take that as a as a stepping stone as well how do we make our practice better for our development of our, of our staff so for example one of the first questions that, or one of the main questions or main topics I say in every appraisal every three months or six months depending on, on, the, on the staff member is Innovation and innovation is a huge part of our of our ethos and our um, uh, you know our business values and business model because we know we're not the finished product we we know we we won't be the finished product for some years but we want each and every one of our staff members to be able to talk about innovation on a on a regular basis um, because they know that you know if they tweak doing you know the, the way that the payroll runs or whatever whatever 
with a system that we've got that may not be working as efficiently as it can be, that if we can tweak it and make it better, then that means we're going to help our clients better. Um, and, and encouraging your staff to kind of see that and understand that will make them better business advisors because they'll be able to see that, you know, such a small, minute change could have a huge impact on a, on a business and the growth of a business and how the business goes forward. So I think, you know, encouraging that at the core level, at, at, that, at that level, is so important. Um, and I think that should give you confidence then to, you know, as a person who's being challenged for innovation, you should then start seeing that your skills are valuable and you are learning things that you, know, you might not necessarily know because you're in an environment which is accountancy, which is all about innovation and trying to adapt and trying to find better things. So I, I think, you know, we, we're in a really good place for that. And I think the more we encourage innovation and, and encourage people to, to push that, I think that's where the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial element of it comes through. I do agree. And I think actually it's, um, in, in, in some aspect, it's probably better because if the employee doesn't have the the weight of having to wear so many different hats they can be more creative or they can be become highly specialized in in the field um you want them to or, or they, they they're good at so it actually can be to the benefit and yeah, we all are learning from the experience so we can still pass it on so yeah, I, I do I do agree with you guys on that. I think we're going to wrap up this lovely session. Um it's been very uh educational, interesting. Uh, so unless anybody else wants to add anything just before I if if you're okay guys. But thank you so much and um we are going to meet again next week where because we were in so many hands i would like to discuss whether accountant needs to be marketing expert as well so are we are we accountants slash marketing experts or or i let you think so yeah i'm, I'm giving you homework uh until until next week to see how do we master it can we master it um but thank you so much I wish you all a lovely day, Linda, lovely evening to you, uh, and thank you, and keep shining, keep, keep being great, and yeah, let's, let's support each other. Thank you all.